Hey everybody, it's Christy Gessler, the Dependent Agent, coming at you today uh, with an, the latest episode here, installment of the story. And in a recent episode, I discussed the time that, that I was trying to realize or have a little self-discovery in what I thought I needed in, in my job there at the Market Center for Keller Williams and what was going to happen and what was going to transpire. Um, and I'm taking up the story now with the the really the 60 to 90 day run up, if you will, to November the 8th, to the day that Sam and Amy came to get me and take me to the hospital and start the journey with the Breakfast Club and everybody else along the way. Back in June of 2017, you know, I was recognizing and I'd, I'd gone to my management and realized, hey, I need for, for this office to keep being successful, but for me specifically to be successful, I need a change. And part of the Keller Williams mantra was always self-discovery. Oh my gosh, you only know, talk about self-discovery all the time. And she self-discovered that and he self-discovered that. And usually that meant they quote, went back into production, which meant they self-discovered quote unquote, that, that you didn't like their performance. And so they got fired and they had to self-discover a new job. And so, um, that was, um, part of my self-discovery. I thought I was doing a, a, a noble and, and wise thing of self-discovering that I needed help in recruiting. So at a moment, one phone call, one evening that I described earlier changed everything for me. And I didn't realize at the time how profound that phone call was. But as I sat there that night and realized that you're no longer the CEO of this company, even though no one has told you that yet, um, that's pretty much what's happening. And so I just kind of swallowed hard and, and said, all right, well, let's try to reinvent or, or reevaluate, I guess, in the, in the hopes of reinventing myself. What does this next dynamic look like? What, what are these next uh, days going to look like here at the office? And so I learned uh, that the meeting had been scheduled and the new team leader CEO was going to be coming in from California and, or maybe it was Las Vegas. I can't remember. He was from both and from neither one. It was always a strange dynamic. Clearly the guy was a gypsy and he was a gypsy because, um, couldn't seem to hold down a job. Let me just put it that way. But I didn't know that at the moment, but I had learned that there was a meeting taking place with the, with the incoming team leader. And it was going to be a meeting with the operating principal, the current staff, myself and him. And, and I just thought, all right, let's just all sit down and talk about this and talk about this new dynamic. So we sat in a meeting in the market center and it was a very awkward place for me to be because I had to sit and listen to on first appearance, a person that, you know how they say first impressions are everything. And, and when you look at a person, I mean, I'm sorry, you cannot help but judge a book by its cover initially. And then hopefully you get to have a moment where you can have a conversation with that person and, and you can peel back a layer of the onion and you can start to see who they are. And then maybe, and, and many times, maybe that first impression just wasn't accurate. And, and I am always more than willing to take that second step, even after my first impression of someone has been settled one way, to take that second step and acknowledge them and start to see 
what else is there and, and not judge a book by its cover. But I will tell you that I was still at this moment, I'm sitting in this meeting, I'm in full on judge this book by its cover. And I'm going to say a couple of things now, and I'm going to be as very politically correct and, and respectful and honorable as I can. But I just want you to understand that I sat there knowing the fabric of my market center. I knew those agents to the point where when a vendor would come and sit down with me as a team leader and say, Christy, I want to market my product to your agents or, or whatever service they had. I want to deliver a, a very valuable tool to your agents. I could sit down in a meeting with that vendor and I could sit down and on that roster, name for name, go down each person and tell you about that person, who they were, where they went to school, what sports they liked or didn't like, what teams they liked or didn't like, children, no children, pets, no pets, what they did for fun. I knew these things about these agents and it was because not only had I recruited many of them, so I got to know them through that process. If I had not recruited them, I made every effort to get to know them as quickly as I could, given my constraints on time and availability. So whereas I couldn't go to lunch with every single agent, I tried to talk one-on-one as much as I could with every single person. And I connected and I listened and I listened to them when we were talking and I made sure that I remembered points about them so that when I sat down with a vendor, I could tell that vendor about these people and their businesses and what their likes and dislikes were. And that was a way to have everyone maybe become a little bit more successful. So I knew the agents on that roster so well. And the person sitting in front of me to take over this role as team leader probably was a 180, a complete opposite, opposite person of the one I thought if I could have, quote, my, my, my ideal manager or leader come in. He was uh, from Asia, which sadly, I did not have a large Asian population of agents at my office. That doesn't matter. I just didn't. But that was a, a difference. That's all I say. It was a difference. Dressed very, very eccentrically and flamboyantly and had a real penchant for names and labels and luxury. And very quickly in that first meeting, made fun of cowboy boots, cowboy hats, and guns. And in that meeting, I thought, wow, in the first 20 minutes of getting to know this guy, I have been offended as a woman, as a Texan, as a gun owner, um, as a conservative. It's all been blown up. Okay. Personal feelings aside, again, I knew my roster and I knew this guy in these first 20 minutes. And I thought, there is no way in hell this match is ever going to work. And I immediately started to think a lot about my agent leadership council members and some of the other, all of the agents, but some of the, the, the real influencers in the office and the agents that were leaders. And I thought, yep, nope, this is never, oh, wow, how this is going to work. I just don't know. But I had to be excited and be a team player and be ready to go. So fast forward pretty quickly to a team meeting at some point in the month of, of late June or early July of 2017. And he is introduced as the new team leader of Keller Williams Cedar Park Leander Market Center. And I stood up and I introduced him and I tried to tap dance my way 
through extreme embarrassment and concern and utter humiliation to say, yes, agents, here is your new leader. And I stood there and thought, oh my goodness, I don't have a good feeling. I I have been a police officer. I am a female. You're taught to go with your gut. My gut wants to revolt so badly right now. But hey, I knew also in my in my head, I wasn't in my right mind. You remember, I was drinking a lot at this point in my life. So I always tried to kind of sit there and go, yeah, let other people take care of things. You're in no place to take care of these things or, or to have an opinion. And so I just tap danced my way through that introduction and watched him crash and burn with everyone in the room. As he gave his first presentation as a team leader, I looked around that room and I looked on the agent's faces and it was all I could do not to scream and go, everyone stop, never mind, this is a disaster, hold on. You can't do that. I should have, but you can't do that. And so I... That same week or very close to, there was an event down in Houston for the Agent Leadership Council. And very hastily, I was removed from having to go to that meeting. He was inserted in going to that meeting. And I was left to stay behind at the Market Center and just move my office. I need to tell you a little bit of a story real quickly about my office um, itself. And The building on Quest Parkway, 900 Quest Parkway, was such a labor of true and honest love for me. I went through a process, and in fact, I will talk about this on a future episode because this is a management 101 lesson in terms of how do you recognize that your physical space for your office is way too small and way too expensive and know that you have a very limited resource and a limited area in which you can move to. So I found this building at 900 Quest. It was a medical office. I went through the steps to renovate, remodel, completely overhaul, move a business partner in, um, help negotiate a lease, I did it all with the partnership of my market center administrator who was invaluable during this process and my operating partner who was also a great partner through this process. But that work to get that space and that building where it was, for those of you listening to this podcast who were there in those years and in that time frame, you know what, how much of a baby to me that building was. So much so that I didn't want people to put nail holes in the walls for months. I made everyone use command strips. Yes, I made everyone use command strips when they went to hang anything on the walls because I couldn't bear to even have the paint damaged on those walls because I had been through so much to get the office into that building that the act of moving out of that office that was the phlebotomy lab, yes, it was the blood lab work location (laughs) in that clinic to leave it from being my office that was such a sense of pride and accomplishment to just be told, quietly move your stuff out of that, please, down the hall to another room. 
was absolutely devastating. And sadly, I didn't know it until I was in the middle of doing it. So I was moving my office and one of the staff members was helping me and I absolutely lost it. I broke down. I cried like crazy. And in fact, I was so broken by moving my office because of what that meant. And to me, the sense of failure that it meant that the staff members that were in Houston promptly left and came back to help me and to recognize the fact that that should have never happened, that I should have gotten a little bit more support and help in that process, that it was done very irresponsibly. But no matter, it was done and it needed to happen and it wasn't pretty, but it needed to happen. So I finished moving my office and I sat there for the next 45 days and I watched disaster happen. I would listen to the new team leader try to recruit to a market and a market center that he was fundamentally foreign at. He knew Keller Williams. He knew Keller Williams the way it was taught in California and Nevada. And I'm sorry, that is not Austin, Texas and Central Texas and specifically Williamson County, Texas, where we are and still the office is proudly located. He did not know his audience. He had a fundamental failure to prepare and understand who he was recruiting to. And you are supposed to recruit to the body of people and the culture and the environment of the office, not just to the numbers on a page and how much you know profit an office was making or, or whatever. And I sat in my office having been named a quote productivity coach, which had I been healthy would have been a great job for me to fulfill, but I wasn't healthy and I wasn't doing it well. But I was also giving no support and guidance on how you become a productivity coach. Again, it was this framework that is supposed to have these models that exist but you can't ever find the model that you need. And so you sit there for days and weeks on end trying to figure out, I'm not supposed to recreate the model. If I recreate the model, it'll be wrong and I'll be in trouble. Yet you can't find the damn model that you need to use to do your job. Oh, I wanted to just scream. And all the while listening to this fool, this clown out in the office, walk the halls and try to sell me as a broker and sell a line of bullshit to agents coming in. And I knew it was something we could never deliver on, that it was going to be the damn wizard behind the curtain. And it was going to be a disaster. And I crumbled and I kept drinking and I kept drinking and I kept drinking. And I would close my door to the office And I would sleep on the floor because I was so broken and I was so lost and I felt so miserable that I had done everything I could to live up to the growth initiative and to live up to the Keller Williams model and live up to all of the expectations on the numbers and the recruiting, and the profitability. And there I laid 
on the floor of a tiny little renovated doctor's exam room in an office in Cedar Park, listening to it all fall apart, and then knowing that I was physically and emotionally incapable of jumping back in because my addiction at that point was profound. I was still hiding it. I wasn't hiding it as well because I was doing some pretty stupid things. But in this time frame, I had some physical challenges happening. I had my marital challenges happening. And then I was confounded or confronted or um, brought into a situation that I couldn't see my way out of. I knew that this was a disaster. And I felt such a profound sense of letting all of those agents and staff at that office down. If you're listening and you were there those years or that time frame, I should say, those months, you have to understand and please accept my profound apology for what I feel I let happen to that office. I should have never not said anything. I should have said something. I said something a little too late, um, but enough was said that in August of that year, that, that August into September, but that August, I was on the beach in Maui, Hawaii on vacation with who was very, very soon to become my ex-husband. And I got the phone call that he had been let go and that they were on the hunt again for a new team leader. And I will tell you, I broke down and I cried alone right outside the pool complex at the hotel we were staying at in Maui on a bench near the beach. And I cried and I cried that 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 was over with the team leader that they brought in. That was such a disaster. But I was also thinking, oh my God, here we go again. We have to try to hire somebody else. Oh my God, I have to try to fill in, in the amount of time that it takes to get somebody else. And I'm still crumbling inside. And my addiction had me so bound up and, and so profound in its grips that I was so scared and I didn't know what was going to happen. And so, um, it was a big, big time there. And, and I, um, I really, again, I am sorry to all of the agents that were there that I let down in that time frame that if you made it in real estate through that time, good for you because that was all on you. I didn't do anything to help you get through that time. And I was supposed to. I was supposed to be your broker and your team leader and your mentor. And I was supposed to get you through and get you going. You had spent a lot of money getting your license and going through all of the education and taking that damn test with the real estate commission. And you walked into that situation unaware and unknowing. And I am sorry that you, that you experienced it. And, and if you didn't make it in real estate, it wasn't because you weren't talented. It's because I didn't do my part. So 
Thank you for listening to this episode. It was a difficult one to talk about because of my profound sorrow for um, anyone. And, and I know there were a lot of people who were hurting during that time. And, and I will tell you, as we keep going, it's not, it wasn't the first time that I profoundly screwed up and hurt people in the office. And it won't be the last, but it was a big one. And thank you for the grace of listening today. Thank you for your time in listening to The Dependent Agent. And again, visit thedependentagent.com for more information and resources. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Be well and stay strong.